You're about to hear opinions that you may like. Then again, you might hear some that offend you. We don't apologize for that. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. It wasn't all that long ago that being accused of being a hate group or engaging in hate speech or, God forbid, participating in a hate crime was an immediate, absolutely immediate way to send you into a panic because nobody wants to be associated with that. But have we diluted those accusations so much to where they actually mean nothing? Well, maybe. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for making American Viewpoints part of your weekend. I'm joined now by Tyler O'Neill from The Daily Signal. And Tyler, appreciate you being back on the show. Been a little while since you've been on. You you just recently wrote an article this past week regarding the Southern Poverty Law Center, which this week they've kind of doubled down on, I guess, alienating anybody outside of their political circles by who they have added to their list of, of hate groups. Kind of explain the basics of what happened that caught your attention and has caught so many other people's attention. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again for having me, Mike. I think saying that the SPLC jumped the shark here would be a vast understatement. Um, so we've we've seen the SPLC brand mainstream conservative and Christian groups, hate groups, placing them on a map with the Ku Klux Klan. The, this week, they decided to take the parental rights organization, you know, parental rights uh, organizations across America, the parental rights movement, and put parental rights groups also on a map with the Klan, the exact same map. And of course, they labeled them anti-government extremist groups, but you know, as opposed to hate groups, not that it is that big of a difference, it seems, when you're still put on the map with the Klan. Uh, but the, the biggest of these are, of course, Moms for Liberty, Parents Defending Education, uh, No Left Turn in Education, Parental Rights in Education. They have chapters across the states, uh, Parents Involved in Education. And, you know, being a being a Virginia dad myself, I saw a lot of Virginia groups on the list. And, you know, this really made me think of the sleeping giant that woke up in 2021 that propelled Glenn Youngkin to victory when uh, the Democrat Terry McAuliffe decided that parents shouldn't have any role in children's education. And yet now we're seeing, you know, the parental rights movement being entirely demonized compared with the Klan. And, you know, we saw we saw a hint of this in April when the SPLC's Maya Henson Carey compared parental rights groups to the uptown clans of white Southerners uh, who opposed Brown v. Board of Education in the 1950s. Um, but, you know, this this movement, this attack has gotten worse with the actual the head of SPLC's intelligence project, uh, Susan Cork, saying that the parental rights movement is rooted in white supremacy. You know, Tyler, it's it's interesting because uh, the parental rights group and, and let's even talk about it from somebody, maybe the perspective of somebody who would disagree. And a lot of these groups that you just listed have been on this program. But they are organizing for political advocacy and literally working through the governmental process, uh, which is what you're supposed to do on the the uh, the First Amendment and and the redress of grievances. It's literally in the Constitution. So when somebody says you're an anti-government extremist, uh, can we interpret that in 2023 as basically just saying you disagree with the prevailing narrative that we want to see? 
that seems to be a lot of what the left is doing. Uh, although, although it is interesting, those words still have meaning. So, you know, these this this phrase anti-government extremist, it means someone who is on the extreme who opposes the government. Um, and hate group based on the history of the Southern Poverty Law Center, based on the map that they use to plot these organizations, hate group really is a, a smear that ties you with the Ku Klux Klan. And so what the SPLC is doing here is you know, yes, they're watering down the term to some degree, but I still think the defamatory power is quite strong, especially when you see in 2012, you know, the mass shooter targeting the Family Research Council, especially when you see, you know, groups or companies like Amazon excluding, quote unquote, hate groups from their charity donation platform. And, you know, there's also a movement that the SPLC is spearheading to make sure that donor-advised funds and banks will debank and exclude uh, organizations that are branded hate groups from fund from being able to raise money, having credit card process processing, you know, all all that sort of thing. So this this really is a full-fledged, you know, defamatory tactic. And we saw in in two thousand nine, former SPLC spokesman Mark Potok said point blank our aim in life is to destroy these groups to completely destroy them and i don't know how much clearer it can get than that we are visiting with tyler o'neill from the daily signal let me okay let me follow up on what you just said regarding the influence that the southern poverty law center still has because a lot of people in the in the conservative movement conservative media sort of uh, will laugh and uh, just say well you know, Southern Poverty Law Center, they used to be an organization people took seriously. But, hey, if they uh, slam you now, that's a, almost a badge of honor because nobody takes them seriously. And I'm hearing you say, no, there still are some people in some organizations who take them seriously. Yeah, you would hope that nobody would take them seriously. But, you know, the president of the United States, the most powerful individual in the world, nominated an SPLC attorney to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals and, of course, the U.S. Senate confirmed her. Uh, um, so the SPLC still has a big impact. We also saw the FBI's uh, Richmond office explicitly cite the SPLC's hate group attack against what they call radical traditional Catholics. Um, and, you know, the FBI rushed to rescind that memo and say, oh, we this never should have gone out. But, you know, the memo still exists in the first place. And I think what, what we see is the Southern Poverty Law Center is a useful attack dog for many on the left when, uh, when a media outlet, when a Democratic politician wants to vilify, silence, exclude somebody from public debate, they can use the SPLC as a tool, although they, they don't frequently go around and trumpet the SPLC, but they do like to use it in this way to blood their political opponents. So what do we do? And I say we, we could be talking about conservatives or libertarians, or we could just be talking about people across the political spectrum who say, I at least want to have an accurate and I want to have a sincere conversation. So how do we react and how do we put accusations and inclusions on these hate group maps into the right perspective so that people understand the context that it's in and the political bias that's involved? Yes. So I'd say there are two things. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this and 
readers readers might laugh, but I'd say buy my book, you know, Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. I like to think I lay out a pretty clear case why we shouldn't be citing the SPLC on hate. But the second thing is the Dustin Inman Society, which is a small organization in Georgia, whose founder and president, D.A. King, filed a defamation lawsuit against the SPLC. His lawsuit actually made it to the discovery process, which means that the SPLC is going to be required by the court to hand over documents um, in this case. And But all that depends on whether or not he can keep that case going. And he's having real trouble. You know, He's going up against a $700 million endowment organization with bank accounts in the Cayman Islands. And he's essentially one man who runs a very small nonprofit challenging them. Uh, listeners can support his legal efforts. I mean, what, what I say is, you know, support his legal efforts. He deserves to have a ch- his chance to be heard in court. Uh, he has uh, he has crowdfunding efforts on GoFundMe and Give Send Go. It's Dustin Inman Society, DA King, SPLC. Go, you know, chip in just a little bit. Help him stay in the fight because I think that really matters. All right, and you can find uh, your work, Tyler, at uh, Daily Signal. Dot com. Appreciate you uh, writing the article and being on the program because yeah, a lot of us, like I said, on one side of the political spectrum, we tend to think, eh, yeah, nobody takes no big deal. Nobody takes them seriously, only to be reminded that, yeah, no, we do have to pay attention to this. So, Tyler, once again, good job on the article. Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks. My pleasure. And don't forget that the SBLC sometimes affects the Google search results of some conservative groups as well. Well, just ahead, the cost of health care, it's going up faster than inflation in this country. What do we do about it? We'll talk about that just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. <laughs> 